Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. 24% of students were brought to school by car. And around half, this is according to the census in 19, from 1986, around half walked or cycled to school. Nowadays, it is the complete reverse. The 2016 census, census is the last one that we have uh, decent, detailed numbers on. 25% walked or cycled to school and 60% of children were driven to school in the 2016 Census. Kieran Deneen is a journalist and a student of urban planning at UCC. And Kieran, you want us to go back to the 1986 levels and fairly quick smartish. Good morning. <laughs> morning, PJ. And it's it's a hell of an argument to be making on a day like today. I was so, just looking I, out. I said, "This is not a good day." <laughs> I look forward to all the messages that are going to flood in, literally flood in. Uh, pardon the pun. Uh, in a minute, uh, yeah. I, I mean, look. I'd imagine that they had this kind of weather back in 1986 at the time. Now, I wasn't around. Uh, I wasn't around at that stage. But uh, yeah, no. I mean, I mean to put a serious note on it. I think. Uh, I think the last 18 months has probably given a lot of a lot of uh, parents some food for thought in terms of the new work-life balance that they have. And look, there is going to be um, a significant return to offices, I would say, for a very, very brief period of time. And if you listen to the kind of the... The, the locker room talk and and you hear um you know husbands kind of say I can't wait to get out of the house and kind of blagarding and all this kind of stuff but I think seriously at the end of the day uh, we are going to have a serious shift in terms of work life balance in two days in three days at home or something like that and that affords us many opportunities you know it cuts out the kind of the average commute uh, every day to and from work which is about sixty minutes and yeah. for, uh, some people if you're if you're working in Cork and you're trying to get through the Jack Lynn check at eight in the morning or or half four or something like that might say, Jesus, my commute is, mu- is much longer than that. And I'm sure they're looking forward to being able to have the chance to stay at home more. And uh, that gives us the ability to be able to uh, leave the home office at four o'clock and maybe make that 15 or 20 minute walk to uh, to schools and, and be able to, to spend more time with family and to be able to walk home. Um, so it's about going to and from school and the benefits for it are enormous, both for the children themselves and for the parents. Why did it change so radically, do you think? Do we get lazy? Yeah, but I mean, it's very difficult for me to answer this this question, PJ, because like I'm 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 in my mid twenties. So if you, if you kind of look at the if you look at the results, it's kind of 
what happened to I, I, I suppose people in their fifties uh, and early sixties? Like because it's it's their kind of parenting style that is that has led to this. Um, and uh, you know, obviously, children have you know have have classically have taken more of a bit of a power grab. And I'm sure many people like yourself or m- many listeners um, tuning in today, like had they asked their parents for a lift to school, they would have been kicked up and down the backside mm. and out the door. Well, you know, well right up to the day of my leaving cert, and indeed on into college, I cycled uh, all the time. Yeah. And, and I loved it. And, and But looking back on it now, Kieran, to be fair, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it now because the roads are dangerous. Yeah, yeah, and that's that. That is an important point, and the amount of cars. Look, unfortunately, PJ, over the last thirty, forty years, the, the the car has dominated our cities, and we're trying to. We see all over Europe now that you know, even pre-COVID, um, there were there were uh, attempts to change that, and I think the the COVID has probably um has has accelerated that process. Hopefully, uh, so we you know we do need we do need massive infrastructure, um, and, and in fairness, the government you know are are, are putting the money um. Are putting the money up. You know, there was 1.8 billion euro under the program for government to improve walking, cycling, and scooting to and from schools. And I actually think, um, my prediction is, is that the the electric scooting in particular is going to take off over the next five years. And there's legislation for that. Um, it will have to be because they're, they're they're everywhere now, and they are illegal at the moment. Yeah, they they are illegal at the moment, but I I um I I do think they could be a, a game changer, and maybe maybe not for your kind of ten or t- your twelve year olds, because they're also still going to cost probably the bones of of you know the good ones are probably still going to cost the bones of seven or eight hundred quid. Yeah. Um. But you know, in March the government announced a fifteen million euro f- um in funding for safe re- routes to school program, uh, and one hundred and seventy successful um schools uh, are after um, receiving funding for that. But it was massively oversubscribed. There were nine hundred thirty two two schools that had actually uh, expressed an interest in it, mm. um, which is great. My my one uh, will say criticism or worry would be that in the case of many funding applications that uh, you know would be would be present for even tidy towns and stuff like that is, is there's this idea of the meritocracy for grants or the grantocracy I suppose you could call it is that there's always someone in an organization who is absolutely amazing at sending off grants and applying for funding. Mm. And, you know, sometimes they can pull the ladder up from up from behind them. And if you are a school that has has yet to get on the first rung of the ladder for a, a green schools initiative or something yeah. like that, you might be left behind in that case. Now, um, as far as I know, the government are trying their very best to to uh, have that kind of equitable um, arrangement for, for granting, uh, grant applications. Um, but, you know, it's more of a... I think it's more of a, a societal uh, behaviour change that we need, PJ, because like, if I can be par- parochial for mm. a minute, and I, I don't think I have ever not had a conversation with you without mentioning Cargilline at some point, at, uh, you know, a town that you know well. Mm. Lived and, there for uh, 10 years, so I do know yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and you know, there's a three-school campus that's opening up here, um, probably from a staggered basis. I think the Gwale Scholar are, are going to open at the end of the month. And, uh, you know, people who have probably driven through Cargilline Many who might be listening today will have realised that there's works going on on Ballinray Road, 
and uh, they're actually after uh, in, putting in a kind of a two metre wide uh, cycle lane and also increasing the footpath, which is fantastic, which is exactly what we need in order to encourage children uh, to be able to walk safely. Because as you said, you wouldn't do it now because of the safety aspect and there's so many cars on the road, cars on the road. Mm. But, you but know, the condition of the road doesn't help yeah, either. Yeah, but you get the comments thrown then, you know, that the road is now too narrow and that it's a, an accident waiting to happen and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, the, the road length has been narrowed, let's say, on, on Ballinary Road now, for example. Mm. But it's still compliant. You know, it's still six metres in length. There's no problem with two buses going past each other. So, you know, we, we kind of do need to drive that change as well. Um and I've already seen people using it, which is fantastic. And we, we need to see that replicated in other parts of the county. Um, one, 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 another example, uh, I was working, um, some of those planning students in UCC were working with the Heritage Council and Cork County Council earlier this summer on a project to do with uh, Tower and Blarney. And uh, Tower is another unbelievable example where there is a real um, lack of pedestrian uh, permeability and, and, and safety access to schools and, and whatsoever. Some of the paths on in Tower are absolutely abysmal. You know, they're like 1.3, 1.4 metres in length. So there's none of this kind of, um, you can't walk abreast with your friends or anything like that. Um, so there's no access, safe access to schools. Uh, so that is, that's one major thing that we do need to change. And I think, um, I think COVID has, has hopefully been a catalyst for that and, uh, and that local authorities um, can, can get that funding and, 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 improve, uh, and improve access. Mm. Now, the distance from school, I guess, you know, Kieran, Ali, you, you talk about Carrie Line in particular with all those good schools on, on the one campus. Like that's, that's not a position that, that, that a lot of people are in. You could have people who are 10, 15 miles from yep. the school they can hardly walk they might be able to cycle but they can hardly walk can they every day no, it's, 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 yeah, and look that, that's, that, that is a that is a challenge a major challenge um, I think it's particularly the case in uh, you know according to the census in places like um, Roscommon parts of Kerry Mayo yeah. Leitrim are usually well if you look at the numbers I mean in, in Kerry 70 nearly 71% are driven to school. Roscommon, 73%. Mayo, 70%. Galway, the highest in the country, I think, 73 But yeah. Cork, then, we've got uh, near 39% already walking to school uh, in 2016. Yeah. So so we could improve on that. A lot of the schools, I know one school in particular, because um, my, my sister's kids go to Eglantine, they do things like a walking bus yeah. where the, you, the, the kids are dropped at a given distance and they walk the last mm-hmm. mile, mile and a half. Yeah, it's a fantastic idea and I know it's difficult in, in the kind of winter months to be trialling that. Um, I think, you know, I, I would I would love to start a campaign and I, I hope to do so with the aim of kind of by April or May next year to get that going across schools in Cork. Um, there's also, I think, it, it, I don't know if you've ever seen it and people will probably understand what I mean when I say that. A site like that, PJ, where you see kind of a group of kids walking together in the morning on a nice day and you're in your car, it probably plays on your mind and you, you'll probably go, Jesus, that's great. Especially if you have two young fellas in the back and they're kind of going, well, I should be shifting these lads out of my car and get them to do something similar to that. Mm. And, um, you know, again, that's, I think that kind of... Um, once you see people doing that, it attracts more people to do it as well. At the it's same a, it, I think it's subject as well, Kieran. But the change between 1986 and 2016, which is over 30 years, that change of the number of kids who walked and cycled then as to 2016, 
and to be delicate about how, how the way we mention this, uh, childhood obesity went up in that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and Can we correlate I, the two? Yeah, and I and I couldn't uh, I, I couldn't fit everything into the article, but I think that's um, I think that's I think that's linked with it as well. And uh, look, the, the the benefits of walking to school in the morning. There's been research done on it in Canada and Denmark and other places that as little as a 15-20 minute walk in the morning has unbelievable impacts for you know, your, your mental health, your physical health and, and also um, being able to retain, um, have retention levels and concentration levels in mm. school throughout the rest of the day. And look, there there is a massive issue and this is a topic for another day um, with with uh, the, the amount of time that's given to, to Things like PE in classes and, and and stuff like that, um, and it's a, look. It might be a resources issue, and schools are probably trying to do their best. It, it kind of needs to come from the government and the Department for Education. Um, I mean, and the other thing is, is like, and I, this is you know my own experience is that as you as you let's say enter secondary school you'll start as you get older in secondary school, 14, 15, 16, the amount of girls in particular that will bring in their journals with the notes from one of their parents kind of ex- trying to exempt their child from going to PE that day, um, you know, and, you know, can't go to PE this day or whatever. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's that's another issue and we should be addressing, you know, why that's the case. Mm. Um, because I don't think it's I don't think it's purely just down to I don't think it's purely just down to laziness, to be honest, PJ. But uh, the, look, the obesity thing is, is a massive thing that we have to overcome. And um, because uh, I think uh, looking at the trends from from what I'm aware, we're one of the worst um, kind of per per capita in Europe. And Unfortunately, we, we're we are. Gonna have a, yeah. We're, we're going to have an epidemic, an obesity epidemic coming down the line very quickly. Yeah. All right, Kieran. Lots to think about in the article and the echo and a good conversation. That's Kieran Janine, journalist and uh, studying urban planning now at UCC. Corks ninety six FM. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.